Broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University, it's 88.7 WLUW, Chicago Sound Alliance. Thrilled to be here. Thank you for joining me every Sunday morning at 11 here on 88.7 FM WLUW. Got an hour uninterrupted of your favorite small town kid. Go to the Loyola Phoenix, Nick Schultz. I know Tiff Gene pretty well. I think he's the sports editor there. He is. Right? He's a sports he's editor. Yeah. Sports good, columnist, sports writer. And, uh, and there's a, there's... I'd be lying if I said I wasn't watching baseball in class. Nick Schultz, who is a, a rising star in this profession. Our guy, Nick Schultz, covers Loyola for the student newspaper there, the Loyola Phoenix. I have to keep pinching myself <laughs> and asking if this is real. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm a poor, starving college student, so I would say I was physically here, but I wouldn't say I was mentally here. Well, that didn't go as planned now, did it? <laughs> I didn't expect to be doing an emergency podcast after the Lions game. But hey, it's 2020. You never know, I guess. Welcome in to my emergency podcast from the Sunday Sports Shootout on WLUW. I'm Nick Schultz, and I wish I could say I'm excited to be here, but I'm really not, in the interest of full disclosure. Because I don't know what the hell we watch. This is a little after 5 o'clock. Gave myself some time to cool off, because... I needed to cool off, and you're getting my raw reaction here, because I don't even know what that was. I just, four minutes and 33 seconds left, the winning percentage, the chance of winning was 99.1, and now here we are, burn it all down, the Bears lose 34-30, to just burn it down, it's time. I said it on the air today that it was getting to that point that if you're going to make a change, start at the top because that's where everything starts. It starts at the top. Ted Phillips and Ryan Pace and therefore Matt Nagy. Just get rid of them all. And here we are now, 5-12 in the afternoon on Sunday, December 6th, and just burn it all to the ground. Just start fresh. It's time. And, I mean, people have been saying it all year, and I've been consistent. I've been saying maybe not the time yet. Hold off a little bit. I think Matt Nagy is a good coach. I think he's a bad play caller. I think the potential is there for him to be a good coach. But no one can win with this personnel. And you just lost to a Lions team that fired its head coach, fired its GM. The offense was depleted. You had no Kenny Galladay. You had no DeAndre Swift. You had nobody on that offense, and your defense couldn't stop them. That's what it amounted to. The defense choked. It's exactly what happened today. The defense flat out choked. And this isn't on Matt Nagy. I think it's on Chuck Pagano. Why are you why three man rushes? First of all, why aren't you bringing in another guy? I don't know what was up with that. You're going up against Matthew Stafford, who's not a scrub by any means. He's a good quarterback. He had no weapons today, and you got beat. I'm at a loss for words. I mean, I just, 
I don't understand. How do you lose to Detroit? It's the Lions. You heard it all day. Whenever anything went right, oh, it's the Lions. You know, it's the Lions. They're going to do good against the Lions. The Lions are a bad team. Guess what? They just got beat. And why are we so mad? It's the Lions to throw that line back out there. I predicted, I have it right here in my notes, 21 to 14 was my predicted final score today. Blew that one. God, I just can't believe that. And honestly, as bad as it was, I thought Mitch looked decent. I thought he looked good. I mean, he didn't, I mean, he had the fumble. That fumble cost him the game. But outside of that, I thought he looked good. All things considered. I wish he'd have used his legs a little more. But I thought he looked okay. What's Allen Robinson doing stepping out of bounds before the first down marker? you got to know where the marker's at. I mean, that's just football 101. You've got to know where the marker is. That didn't help. I thought David Montgomery played well in the first half, and then all of a sudden they just stopped giving it to him. Why stop giving it to him in the second half? He had six, six carries, seven carries in the second half after 11 in the first half, including two touchdowns. Why? That's on your coach. That's on your play caller. Granted, Nagy wasn't playing. He wasn't calling plays. That was Bill Lazor. But that's, uh, that's inexcusable. And then to come out after the game, it stings. It hurts. And when Jason Leisure, I love Jason Leisure. I, I think you can make the case for best reporter on the Bears beat. When Jason Leisure asked him, Matt, why has this team collapsed in the last two years? And Matt goes, I have no idea. There is your problem. That is exactly what is wrong. You're the head coach of this team, and you can't tell us why your team has collapsed the last couple years? Give me a freaking break. Yeah, I'm pretty ticked off, and I'm not alone. I've never been one to say, burn it down. I have given Matt Nagy the benefit of the doubt. Burn it all down. And it starts with Ted Phillips. I, I literally said it on the air today. It's time for Ted Phillips to go. And it needs to happen now. I tweeted the clip from the Shawshank Redemption of the Warden during that pivotal scene, just in case you haven't seen it. I want him found now, not tomorrow, not after breakfast, now. Everyone needs to be fired now. I would have fired him before the post-game press conference, but that's just me. I'm not a football guy. Neither is Ted Phillips, by the way. Can we just appreciate that, that this guy's been around there that long and he's not a football guy? Massive change needs to come to Hallis Hall. Massive change. I don't want to see Matt Nagy having a press conference tomorrow at noon or whenever he does his press conferences now over Zoom. I don't want to see him behind a microphone talking about that game. Because if last week's loss was embarrassing to the Packers, what does that make this week? You've got to say this one's worse than the Packer game. You have to. You lost to a team that had, it hadn't even played a game since Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn were fired. And you lost to them in that way. You lost to them because your quarterback couldn't hold on to the football. You lost to them because your defense couldn't stop anything. You lost to them because your defense wouldn't rush the passer. This is what happens. This is exactly what happens. I've had enough. I just, I can never forget sitting here 
in this very spot telling you they're 5-1. and one. Take the money and run. They're 5-1. and one. But instead, they're 5-7. and seven. And it's bad. I don't know what else there is to say. I don't know where Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn have been. I can tell you that much. Your two highest paid guys on defense didn't show up on stat sheet. I don't get it. And I mean, I'm not a football guy. But I can tell you that can't happen. It just can't. Another thing I said on the air today. Your GM is the problem. Bill Belichick. I will... First, the best coach I can think of off the top of my head. Bill Belichick would not be able to win with this, this team, this roster. That offensive line... Charles Leno and Jermaine Fady got called for another penalty today. I was going to go ballistic. I mean, it's like clockwork every week. Well, they had a penalty. And it's the same thing week after week. I thought the O-line did decent today. They could have been better. They can always be better because they're a bad offensive line. You got to take what you got. They're a bad O-line. If Mitchell Trubisky is your starter, and as much as I want to defend Mitch, I mean, I... I root for him. I want him to do well. If Mitch Trubisky is your starter, you're not winning a lot of games. He was a project that you drafted at number two. And I don't want to hear excuses. He needs to be better. And like I said, I thought he was good today. He, I, he looked better than I thought he would. But it's again, it's the Lions. It's the old disclaimer. It's the Lions. And he always does well against Detroit. And you saw it today. Thought he looked pretty damn good. But if he's your starter, he's still a project. And it just hasn't worked. Part of it's the O-line. I'm not totally blaming him. Part of it's your personnel. He needs more weapons besides Allen Robinson. I think Darnell Mooney could turn into a very good weapon. But he needs more. And that falls on your GM. Who went rogue to draft him? Why was this your guy? I just want to know. I remember I tell this story all the time. Draft night. I'm in the Nobly Dining Hall at Loyola, getting food, getting ready to go back to my dorm. And I hear, I got the draft on. I pulled up a stream. And I'm watching it. And I see the Bears are trading up to number two. And I'm thinking, oh, Deshaun Watson. Cool. Deshaun Watson to the Bears. Cool. And they said Mitchell Trubisky. And I'm like, okay. Not what I thought was going to happen. But I instantly backed him up. Because you know what? He was an upgrade from Jake Cutler. He was an upgrade from Mike Glennon, who Ryan Pace also signed. Who was, by the way, doing really well for Jacksonville. Which that game's coming up in a couple weeks. I thought, you know what? Give him a chance. Why not? I'll root for him. Sure as hell not going to root against him. He's my QB1. 2018. He has a great year. I don't count his rookie year. I don't. The year under John Fox with Dowell Loggins, uh-uh. I don't count that. With Mike Lennon, that doesn't count. I count 2018 as the first year of Mitch. And I thought we had something special. I really did. I thought he was going to develop really well, and it was going to be something special. But then last year, he took five steps back. I don't know why. I don't know if it was a confidence thing. I'm sure it had something to do with the fact that Chase Daniel was his backup, and there was really no pressure in having Chase Daniel as your backup. 
because Chase Daniel was a coach who wore shoulder pads and a helmet. I'm sure that had something to do with it. But I just, I can't defend it. And the fact that Pace went rogue for it, and that's confirmed, that says, en- that says enough. And I'm tired of hearing him talk about, oh, when I was in New Orleans, when I was in New Orleans. If I hear one more word about New Orleans and Drew Brees from Ryan Pace, uh-uh. Stop it. You're in Chicago. Well, you won't be much longer, but that's where we're at. Now, what will the McCaskies do? I have no insight on this. This is purely speculation. But if you look at the track record of the McCaskies, they don't fire midseason. They wait till the end of the year. That said, there has not been a six-game losing streak since 2002. That includes Mark Trustman and John Fox. Matt Nagy is the first head coach to lose six games since 2002. Maybe they'll change their minds and start firing in season. They could. I would. Again, I don't want to see Matt Nagy have a press conference tomorrow. I just don't. I don't want to hear him talk about the guys in the room. and I don't want to hear him throw the defense under the bus, even though this week it's warranted. Because last week he didn't have Akeem Hicks. And Akeem Hicks is way more valuable than people give him credit for. But that's neither here nor there. I don't want to hear any excuses from him. I want to hear George McCaskey come out and explain why Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace aren't with the organization and thank Ted Phillips for his 30-plus years with the organization. That's what I want to see tomorrow. Anything less? Not satisfied. This is where I wish I had a daily show instead of a weekly show, which is why I'm trying to expand into podcasting for stuff like this. Because, man, I am pissed off. 99.1% chance to win with four minutes left. The worst part is I had this feeling in the back of my mind. I'm like, they're going to blow this. And then when Allen Robinson stepped out of bounds before the first down marker, heads up play getting out of bounds. You've got to know where your marker is. And what was that play call with Montgomery at the end of the play or at the end of the game? Why... A, are you going out of the gun there when you know the defense is going to stuff you? If you're going to run it, why are you going out? Why are you going out of the gun? Why not? Huh? Use your quarterback who has legs. Roll out, get the first down, get his ass out of bounds. Why would you run up the middle out of the gun? And that's on Bill Lazor. That is absolutely on Bill Lazor. I did not like that play call at the end of the game. You got to get out of bounds. Give yourself a chance. Get the first down because. You saw what happened. It was fourth and one. You needed the first down anyway. So get the first down, get out of bounds, and set yourself up for an end zone pass. Plain and simple. That's what needed to happen. Instead, here we are. Bears lose 34-30. I'm pissed. Everybody's pissed. Another Sunday in Chicago. I have never once said fire everyone until my show today and then on Twitter this afternoon. It's just what needs to happen. I don't know what's next. I don't think anyone knows what's next. But man, something has to change. And I know people talk about, oh, welcome to life as a Bears fan, kid. Yeah, you'd think I'd be used to it by now. I'm 22 years old. I've been following football since I was in probably junior high. It was when I started getting into football. You'd think I'd be used to it. No. But, and I made this point on the air today, if the Bulls 
can get rid of John Paxson and Gar Foreman and modernize the front office, the Bears can do it too. I want to know, is Virginia pissed off? George said that a few years ago. Is she? I want to know. I want to hear from George. I want to hear from George McCaskey. I'm not sure we will. But there needs to be transparency. And I don't like Ryan Pace hiding away during the season outside of his weekly hit on WBBM with Josh Liss. I want to hear from Ryan Pace, too. I'm tired of the silence. There's no transparency. And when, I'm not even saying if at this point, when you get a new head coach and GM, don't bring in a guy like Ernie Acorsi to come in and do the search. That's where your team president needs to come in, and that's why Ted Phillips needs to go, and that's why you need to bring in someone new. Bring in a football guy to hire a GM and a head coach. I don't want to see Ernie Acorsi or anyone like that come in and do it for you. We can't, as Bears fans, hit it where it hurts, in a sense, in that we can't stop going to games because there's no fans in the stands. So, it's all just social media at this point. And I'm, I'm hot. I know a lot of other people who are hot. Things need to change. And if they'd have won today, they'd still have a fighting chance for the playoffs. You could make a case that, okay, maybe get... I think Ryan Pace needs to go anyway. Said that last week. Now, your coach has to go too. When he said, I don't know, when Jason Leisure asked why they've collapsed the last couple years, that's enough right there. And I don't know if it was him just trying to hide something from the media. I don't know if it was him trying to be coy. I, I don't know if he just genuinely didn't know. But if you genuinely didn't know and you're leading a football team, it's time to go. Like, this is just not working out. I know he was a first-time head coach, but this is more than just growing pains. My other question, and I might address this later on Twitter or on next week's show, if in 2018 they didn't do what they did, they didn't go 12-4, and and they didn't lose the way they did in the playoffs, if they had a bad year in 2018, would we be reacting the way we are now? Or would we be saying it's a rebuild? Because I think it's a weird spot to be in. Because I don't think they're rebuilding, obviously. They should be in a win-now mode, which is why they spent all that money on Robert Quinn, who hasn't done much this year. I heard his name today. I'm like, hey, he's playing today. They've got all that money out. And they should be in win-now mode, but it doesn't look like it. You're stuck with Nick Foles. Nick Foles is here, and you're paying him a lot of money to be here. But you're stuck with them. But man, enough is enough. When is enough enough for the McCaskies? I just want to know when the McCaskies will finally just say, you know what, Ted? Thanks. We're moving on. It's time to modernize. It's 2020. Almost 2021. Thank goodness, because this year has sucked. It's almost 2021. It's time to modernize the front office and bring in a football guy. It's that simple. At least that's how it looks to me. That's all I have for this week. This is my first video version of the podcast. So be sure to check it out on YouTube and also subscribe to the Sunday Sports Shootout on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.